episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. You been all right? Good, mate. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we find you tonight? Where am I? I'm in the control room at the lab. My home, uh, the band's home. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> watching a bit of Curb Your Enthusiasm, actually. Nice. A, yeah. Yeah. Love me nice. a bit of Larry. Yeah. Yeah, you got to love Larry. But <laughs> how's the shirt business going? Is it going all right? Uh, good. Well, yeah, we just um, just uh, uh, finished pre-orders for the for this new record the yeah. other day. So, yeah, that's all done and dusted, and I'll be printing those next week. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it, actually. They've done the test prints this week, and they all come up pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, fuck so yeah. That, not doing a great deal of any, anybody else or doing anything for anyone else at the moment. Just just concentrating on the band. Were you pretty busy and, at the moment with Frank and Bok, eh? Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. Very much so. In a good way. Absolutely. Well, uh, of course, I mean, we're talking Frank and Bok's 25th anniversary. Uh, and to celebrate, you put together something pretty special called The X-Files Volume 1. And it's got some unreleased tracks that feature, like the original Bok lineup, uh, as well as some live tracks. And it's it's a miracle find, dude. Like that people find these things in boxes, but that like that's incredible, dude. How how did that come about? Uh, exactly like you just uh, just described it, man. Um, so in preparation for the show, I just said to Azza, "Have you got any?" any stuff like old memorabilia. I was predominantly looking for photos and shit that I could use to just post online and use for the, for the actual poster for the show. Mm. And so next rehearsal, he rocks up with these three big boxes full of old photos and posters and just all kinds of old shit. CDs, a big bag full of CDs. And, and to be honest, not, a, not much of it was in too good for Nick. He hadn't really looked after it. It had been gathering dust and cobwebs and, who knows what else for the last 20 years. And uh, anyway, so I decided to go just go start going through all this stuff and organising the photos and everything. And then I'm just, you know, sifting through all these CDs. Most of them weren't even in cases. I'd find cases with nothing in them and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I, I stumbled across this one particular disc that had a picture of the band on the front and just the name Frankenbach. And then I turned it over and I'm, like, looking at it and I'm like, Initially, well, the first thing I noticed was I didn't recognize any of the song titles. And then it's like Roadrunner Records, recorded by Richie Pote, the guitarist from yeah. Dreadnought back in the day. And I'm just so, wow, what is this? Like, uh, yeah, I couldn't wait to chuck it on and find out exactly what it was. And t- to my surprise, when I started listening to it, I could, uh, there was songs on there. Initially, it started off with a song that ended up on Blood Oath the second album after Adam, the original vocalist, had left. But this had Hutchie doing vocals on it. Yeah, wow. 
and they were t a completely different lyrics, completely different everything. And I was just like, holy shit. So that was really cool. And to be honest, I actually think that Hutchie's version is way better. Like, he, like that. I was trying to remember what the song was on Blood Eyes and I couldn't quite peg it. And I kind of figured that when I went back to listen to it, I was kind of like, eh. You know, it's one of those kind of throwaway songs on that record to a degree. But we, with what Hutchie did on that, like I really, really dug, dig what he, he's done on that track. So anyway, so the next song kicks in and it's the last Redemption riff from like the first um recording that I ever did with the band. It was yeah, yeah. just the riff. They kind of only just riffed on that riff for a bit and and, and it was a completely different take on that song. And and we get further down the line and then there's songs on there that I'd never heard, just completely brand new to me. And um and they were amazing too. Like songs that have just never seen the light of day. It just didn't make the cut. And, and I yeah, I was just like, well, this is fucking unreal. Like 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 as a fan of, of the band like a big fan of the original lineup, like like I said, it's like finding a nugget of gold. Like just, I couldn't believe it. Like a lost album that just never saw the light of day, and and it sounded great too. That was the other thing. It wasn't just your average demo. Like it was done in a proper studio. So, so after I I mastered it, chucked it through the computer, and gave it a bit of a spruce up and everything, and really sort of brought the guitars out, fattened it up. Um, showed it to the other dudes and it's just like, man, you gotta hear this shit. Like and and those guys hadn't heard it in 20 years. They kind of completely forgot about it too. It's just like wow. And so kind of listening to it from with that much time, especially Hachi, he he so he was really not happy with I mean there's a there's a long story that I've discovered about that whole recording. Don't know how much of it I can actually divulge, but um but yeah, he was not really happy with what he'd done on that that, that recording. It's, essentially, it was only it was recorded in a day, basically, and the vocals were done right at the end. And he had to rush it; didn't get much time to do what he wanted, and wasn't really happy with the way it was mixed and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, you know. But listening back to it now, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like actually like yeah, this is pretty damn good. Like having some distance that that amount of distance between it. Yeah, and so yeah, I didn't take much convincing. I thought, shit, I'm gonna I might have a hard time trying to convince these dudes to let me put this out because I really wanted to put it out. I'm like, this has got to see the light of day because of uh, what we've been doing for the 25th anniversary show. I've, I've noticed a lot of uh, old school first lineup Frankenbach fans sort of all coming out of the woodwork. Right, once we announced that we were doing this and the original lineup was going to be part of it. All these dudes who probably stopped listening to the band after he left have all come back out. So I know that there's going to be people out there who really want to hear this record. And so far, the response to it's been really good. Like, it's just been something cool for me to do predominantly, like as a fan of the band, to sort of put that out. But on top of that, we also, I also discovered uh, a really cool live recording of the original band as well. So. Yeah. That was that was kind of the the clincher for me because I'd heard a lot about this show. This apparently this the system of a down support they did in Melbourne where they had a kick off show and wiped the floor with them apparently. And I was like, oh okay, so I actually got the recording of this. This will be interesting and chucked it in. And first song was a little bit shaky in terms of the mix, but after that it just started to sit real nice and I was like, holy shit. And like performance wise, it's just, you know, it's 
it's the original lineup in full flight. Like they were just killing it. And and the beauty of that for me is that there's really not much of a of a record of the original lineup. Like they predated um yeah, predated the internet and YouTube and social media and all that sort of stuff. So there's no actual very there's very little of of, of that band performing. There's no record of it really. There's one video that I found on YouTube of them at the Corner Hotel back in like 2001 or whatever, and that's about it. So to find that and and for it to sound as great as it did too, because a lot of the time those mixes that were taken straight off the desk back then they're just they're not that flash. Like usually the, the vocals are way too loud, the kick drums like that's mixed for a live sound, not for 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 audio. Yeah, yeah. But this like the mix you could hear it like. Kind of, it's kind of cool because you can kind of hear it like a live mix where the first song's a bit hang on and then he sort of gets all these levels right and then it just sits nice. And as it sort of gets into that second and third song, it's just like, fuck yeah, it sounds really cool. So I was like, well, we're going to put that out too. And so all in all, we managed to fit like seven of the studio tracks and, and all of the live tracks onto one CD and... And yeah, and there's a few other bonus tracks and a few other things that we've sort of stumbled across that we're going to put out uh, over the different sort sorts of releases. So there'll be a bonus track on the Spotify release and yeah, yeah. on the Bandcamp release. We'll put out another song that's going to feature on that just for something shits and giggles. Yeah, it sounds awesome, dude. You did a really good fucking job considering it was like from the vault in like yeah. in a garage or something. Because it's it's I've gone back and listened to de- old demos and gone, this will never see the light of day. But that sounds really. Uh, you did a really good job, dude. It's really cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, like I said, I mean, yeah, I've heard other stuff that they've done in demoing at the time, and this was like just a cut above. Like they obviously they went into to record with Richie, who had a pretty decent studio back in the yep. day. It was obviously, I would assume, it was commissioned by Roadrunner Records to just get get them in there to to, to start, you know, showcasing some of their material. Mm. The thing is that Roadrunner weren't happy with what they'd done here, and predominantly they weren't happy with what Adam had done vocally. And you know, it's pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty sad story, actually, if you ask me. So uh, what confounded me the most is when I was listening to it going, are you, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, like uh, I I could hear the potential all over this stuff. Like, you know, yes, it was done in a day. It was recorded, you know, it, in, in a short amount of time. It, it, but if you actually sort of completely dismissed those songs, I just to me was completely short-sighted. And I'd have to say that it probably had a lot to do with Adam leaving the band. If you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, right? And for that, that to me is also a uh, a great tragedy. I think it was something that the record label were attempt were trying to try change Frankenbach into what they wanted them to be, and dis- yeah. completely disregarding the the uniqueness and and the magic that made that band so good, and the fact that they signed the band based upon those things, right? And yep. then when you get that, this is a, an age-old problem that happened and happens with record, record labels and shit. But um, I kind of, after hearing some more of the stories, this is kind of the impression that I got, that this was like a, wasn't the only reason, but it had, might have had a lot to do with sort of Adam being sort of fed up with the, with the band and wanted to move on. 
And that to me is a great tragedy. And so, so for me, putting this out is kind of like, in a way, writing a, a, a historical wrong in a, in a sense. Like this, to me, I'm listening to it going, fuck, this sounds great. Like if it was me in that circumstance, I certainly wouldn't have uh, dismissed it or written it off. But, you know, that's me. And the fact that, I mean, that you, I mean, you've been the vocalist for a bulk of the years, you know, I'd be the, I'm the longest, longest serving vocalist. Yeah. That's right. You know, and, and, the cause I don't know many dudes that'd be like wanting to, to dig back into the band's legacy. Cause that, that as a fan, but also as their vocalist, that shows someone who really truly loves the band and not just on the vocalist. You know, it seems like it, it runs pretty deep for you, man. And I, I respect that so much, man. Yeah. Cheers, dude. I appreciate that. Like, the interesting thing about doing, like, what's sort of come up in in organising the show and everything that's happened in the last couple of months, like, you know, just getting those dudes, like, getting Hutchie back into the rehearsal. Like, he's been at every rehearsal for, like, He's been practically to a degree back in the band to some degree. It's kind of strange and awesome. Great. Like this whole thing has been really cool, but I guess what it's done for me is really, I, I, I sort of forgot how much of a fan of the band that I used to be before I joined it. Like, and that's sort of something that's sort of come back around now since this has all happened. And, and I've been able to have a listen to this and have this new recording from, from like, the, from a band who I used to go watch all the time. Like, I was a huge fan of that, of Frankenbach before I joined it, you know? And I said, you, you sort of forget that. And you also sort of, sort of, because the band were predated the internet and stuff like that. And there's not a, a a proper record of their existence, really. That that first lineup and the magic of that first lineup seen has gotten lost too. I think, yes. and I kind of like, well, you know, I kind of want to sort of do my bit to 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 give the credit, give them the credit that they deserve, man. And one of the one of the other interesting things that's, that's come into my possession is a briefcase full of camcorder footage, like all analog stuff that's just been meticulously kept and organised from predominantly Mick, the drummer, and his dad used to film all the shows. Yeah. So I've got I've got every EP launch, album launch. I've got most of their supports. Unfortunately, I haven't stumbled across the system of a down one yet, but... There's just, there's literally, I don't know, 50 or 60 tapes of shit just sitting there. That's like, awesome. of the original, predominantly the original lineup and, and, and the Adam B Metal era, which also kind of predated the internet to a degree, yeah, not yeah. the internet, but social media and shit. So, so that's my next mission is sort of figuring out what to do with that. Like, I have to get it digitized first. That'll be the first, first thing to get. To ha get happening but um once i get that done i'm like well i want i want to put all this out like it can't just sit in a in a briefcase <laughs> forever you know what i mean like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's gonna have its day it's gonna come out and like and, and so be it man this just has to be done for prosperity but um yeah man like just just this whole thing has been really really cool man for us as a as a group of dudes and like just to have everybody coming back in and and 
relationships that were somewhat tenuous or even, you know, the fact that Hutchie and Azza didn't speak for 15 years, man, you yeah. know, or more. Like they've sort of rekindled their relationship a year or two ago and and now those guys are really, really close again. And I think, you know, just, just stuff like that that's that's been really cool and we've just had a, you know, we're trying to get everybody in and trying to organise how we, you know, trying to get 12 dudes to all come to rehearsals and trying to get all the different lineups to be doing their bits and stuff. And so far it's been just been good. We've had it, you know, we haven't had everyone in just yet. Um, and we probably won't get everyone in completely until the last week of the show. But so far everyone that's come in has been really cool and, and it's been a trip, man. You know, like I'm Timmy back, come, come back, play bass and, you know, the stuff that I, when I first joined the band, it was me and him that were doing almost kind of dual vocals. He was doing, you know, just as much, almost as much vocals as I was, but he was singing and I was screaming. So some of them songs, they were pretty, they were written that way. So they've never quite been the same without his vocals. So to do Last Ditch Redemption, we're doing that and to hear it as it should be, even to hear the original stuff when Archie's come in, like, as I said, the first time that he that he kicked in greetings and salutations, he just got goosebumps because he's just like, man, it's like just takes you back. That's this is how it's supposed to sound, you know. And um, yeah, I still I can't wipe a smile off my face every time they play that old shit. Like we've had Mick in for 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 a couple of sessions, and you know <laughs> he hasn't played drums in like four years. You know, leading up to this because yeah, he just had to stop because his yeah. wrists was was so fucked. So, and he's he's playing almost better than he was when he left. You know, like I think he's been at home doing his homework. Unfortunately, he's got COVID, so yeah. he hasn't been able to come to the last couple of rehearsals. But I'm pretty confident he'll be back this week. And yeah, man. So just just stuff like that. It's just a full been a full trip. That's so awesome. And, uh, really looking forward to the show, man. Thanks. We can't wait. I wish I could be there, bro. I wish I, I really wish I could be there. Are, are you going to film it for poor jerks like me? Yes. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, I mean, I'd really like to live stream it, or at least you know, just chuck a Facebook live thing up. Um, if we if, if we can do that, that's that that'll be uh, yeah, shouldn't be a no brainer. But um, we'll definitely film it. Yeah, fuck yeah. I know that the venue can do full multi-track recording and shit, so yeah, we'll definitely film it and put something out for sure. And Yeah, yeah. so far the ticket sales have been great and yeah, we're just very confident we're going to have a pearler of a night, man. Man, I wish I could be there. That'd be so incredible. But what about, uh, is there more tracks? Like, is there going to be a volume two? Have you got well, uh, I've, I've Hopefully, I mean, there is other stuff um, that I have sort of come across, and and yeah, like I've still got to go through all this sort of stuff and just figure it out. Maybe I don't know, like maybe the, the next volume will be a video related something. I don't know. It's sort of yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I haven't sort of had been able to go through everything yet, so yeah, who knows what I might stumble across and might find. But um, yeah. What about something like yeah. a, a like a table book? With like photos and and like uh, old flyers and and stuff like that that would sort of 
I, I know Lacuna Coil did something like that recently, and it, I, I like the idea of it that you can sit there and see the pictures and the flyers and the old gigs and and stuff like that, kind of like a biography. But yeah, yeah, there you go. That's not a bad idea either. I, I'm, a, I'm actually making um, a page that's sort of a hidden page on the website that if you go, there'll be a QR code in the, in the new CD when it comes out. And if you click on that, that's going to have a whole bunch of stuff that you'll get access to from in the website as well. Kind of similar to what you're talking about there. Yeah. And there'll be uh, a couple of bonus tracks and stuff that'll be only sort of available through there. So if anyone takes the time, goes to the effort, they'll sort of find some, some interesting shit. But, um, yeah. Just sort of, Doing what we can at this point in time, but a book would be great. That would be a cool idea. And I'm even like trying, like even a TV show I've sort of thought of, like a sort of half hour episode where I, I get some of the dudes together to sit there and watch the footage and talk and just tell stories and talk about, talk about, you know, stuff that they did back then would be a cool idea. Yeah. But something that's something that's different than just chucking all the footage up there, you know, like getting them to actually sit there and do a bit of a commentary to go along with it would be cool. But um, don't know yet. We'll see how we go. We'll just get this show out of the way and then, <laughs> yeah, go from there. I mean, it's <laughs> and some dudes are kind of keen to get things back to the way they were, and that's fine. But, um, yeah, these things happen for a reason, I think. And definitely going forward, there'll be some new material that'll probably feed. I have to do a collaboration with Adam. Like, there's just no way that's not going to happen. So good. because I've been like, oh man, it's, I, I'm yet to get up with him in in the room. Like, I don't want to. I just don't want to. I want the the these lineups to be pure. I don't want to get up and do any songs with these dudes. I, I was kind of that was the initial idea that I was going to do stuff with them, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't like that, man. I just want it to be, you know, get the original lineups as they are. But I will jump up uh, at a rehearsal on one of the songs. But definitely, I would love to do something new with him. That would be great. Yeah, even that's... if it's just one song, would be cool. Yeah, can't kind kind of not do that. But uh, he was a like a huge a huge influence on me, like as a as a young kid. Like, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, with my first band. Um, we played with Frankenbach when they first, uh, when when we first moved to Melbourne from the country, and I first saw Hutchie's other band, Bacterium, when they came down to my country town and played there. And um, prior to that, I'd seen him on Recovery. I don't know if you remember Recovery on the ABC. Yeah, yeah man, I was yeah. talking about the other day. It's so good. <laughs> good How good was that shit? It was fucking so good. like yeah, he was they uh, Bacterium played on on Recovery. That was the first time I'd seen him. I was just completely blown out by this crazy shit that he was doing like yeah and next level sort of shit and then then they came down and played in my hometown and and the whole band were just yeah completely next next level we're all these young country dudes and all the rest of it and these these dudes from melbourne come up and play a show and just blew us all away and that was the first time i got a copy of a frankenbach demo that was like this is such his other bands is frankenbach so yeah yeah, the history goes back a, a long way. Do you remember the first time you saw Frank and Bock? Where you we were? would have played with them, actually. It'll probably be, we played with them. Um, that was when they had the drum machine, like in the real early days. And it would have been at the art house, for sure. would have been the first time I actually got to see them was when we played with them. And, and um, yeah, I was an instant fan straight away. 
just couldn't believe how they were just then when when they got Mick, like that was the complete game changer. Drum machine was one thing, but to get a drummer that could actually play the stuff that they'd written on the drum machine, that was when uh, it just was like oh, fuck, right? These guys are on a whole another level. And you know, just watched their meteoric rise within the scene. It didn't take long. Didn't take long at all. And you know, they, yeah, they were they were legitimately a cut above. There weren't too many bands that were on that caliber um, back then. So yeah, rest is history, man. I remember when I first heard. I didn't see him for a couple of years, being where I was. You know, I wasn't eighteen until ninety nine. I think it was. So yeah. I, I, you know, I saw, you know, obviously the "Don't Call Me Baby" video on on recovery. So, yeah. you know, that was my. And then I, I, when I did finally see him, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like, this is this is some different stuff. And it was yeah. all yeah heavier too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I agree, man. Yeah, there was just something about it, wasn't there? I mean, and now I'll I'll send you a link to this footage of him at the corner hotel, like just just watching what Hutchie was doing, man. Just like, man, like his stage presence and and just just the ease to which he did what he did, and um, his just his sense of humor, everything, like yeah, you know, yeah, like it's man, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about when you you got the job? Do you remember when you found out that you had the job? Well, like I said, yeah. So by the time I came along, things had completely changed, right? So they'd had another singer in in that time as well, and so the band was nothing like what it, it you know it still had elements of the original lineup, but you know the vocalists, no one could. They're just never going to find anybody who could to act you know do or emulate what Hutchie was doing right so it obviously was yeah. going to take a different path so so pretty much yeah when I came along it was a case of like I was friends with Azza and I hadn't seen him in a while and um I just went over to his place one day to just catch up and ask him asked him how the band was and he was like hey you know yeah things aren't real great at the moment like they just recorded their new album was all ready to go but they had him metal had moved away to Warnable and he sort of promised that he was going to make it to more rehearsals and he just wasn't showing up. So they were essentially just a three-piece jamming without a singer and, and every week they just that's what they were doing. And I was like, fuck, man, I'll, I'll come and have a jam with you, like just for the opportunity to <laughs> say that I'd had a jam with Frankenbach. And like just it took like one rehearsal and – we just all clicked and it was heaps of fun and we're back the next week and the next week and that was it after that, you know. I guess, uh, you know, um, uh, my enthusiasm and, and uh, yeah, tenacity and all the rest of it kind of, you know, it, yeah, it made a huge, diff- huge difference, I think, on those guys who were pretty demoralised at the time and so... You know, throw that into the ring and bring a whole bunch of, you know, enthusiasm and excitement to things and off we went. It's funny, man, I actually did find a disc that had a bunch of photos on it and I reckon it was probably either my first gig with them or the second. It was definitely one of the first two and there's actually a few little snippets of footage that I found on there as well. That was kind of a trip. 
just watching all that back again. So fuck. So much of that stuff sort of yeah, completely forgotten about, you know, and then sort of doesn't jog in your memory until you see it again and then you're like, ah, that's right, man, I remember that. But um yeah, so by the time I sort of came along it was it's it's a whole different animal and then it's sort of yeah, that was two thousand and seven. So Wow man. You know, <laughs> you know, it's such a long it's such a long amount of time. It's sort of yeah, it's crazy, man. Man, it's it, it is crazy. It's a crazy, uh, you know, to think, you know, twenty five years, a lot has happened, you know, a lot has happened. Oh, that the, time, the amount of time it took. I was say, that's probably the, the amount of time it took for Tool to release their new album. Though, when you look <laughs> at the scheme of things of other bands, you yeah, know, like even the Pantera reunion. That's what? How long is that? It's almost, almost that long. Since yeah. they, they played a show, and you're like, "Fucking, that's our entire existence." So it's, it, like, it's, all, it's all relative, right? But for for us and for an Aussie band, like that's the thing. Like, there's not many metal bands from back back that far. Very few that sort of have, have survived that long and, and not stopped at some point. You know, like there's yeah. a bunch of bands that sort of stopped for ten years and then they're back out and doing it again and all the rest of it, but Frankenbock just has not stopped, and that's pretty much just due to Azza. He just will not, he will not give it up, man. You know, and for good or for bad, I think like what's what's been really good about this is I think you know just just for him, like just to to that that all of that all of that hard work and all of that all of the sacrifice and all of the bullshit. So it's it's it was all been worth it, you know, and like. Yeah, we ain't going anywhere, man. That's the thing. That's fucking. We'll cool. be asking the cockroaches after the apocalypse, mate. <laughs> Keith mm. Richards. Keith Richards would be gone. I hate him too. Yeah. yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. Like, uh, I mean, what's what's uh twenty twenty three? You'd say that look looking like for you guys. I man. Like, I, I honestly like we. I just don't know. We ha- we haven't really sat down to plan that yet. Uh, ever since the start of this year, and the fact that at the beginning of the year we we're putting out a record, mm. first one in three years, and we weren't even we well, we were pretty certain we weren't even going to be able to play any gigs to back it up. So it's all been pretty uncertain. And then when things open back up again, it's like oh, fuck yes, like let's we just play shows, we'll do whatever we can. Not, not really been able to organise anything because you just don't know whether or not things are going to get shut down again. And as t- as the year wore on, it was obvious that things were going to stay this way, and that's all well and good. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like we'll just I'm, we're just sort of letting things sort of unfold as they go. And like you know, this whole thing completely sort of came out of left of, left of center. Like was not expected for things to go in this <laughs> direction. Like we've released three albums this year, you know, one yeah, one man. legit record, a live album, and then this thing. So it's like, that's kind of pretty, pretty prol- prolific for us. So yeah, definitely. I mean, as in that, we're busting to, to, to write some new material. So we'll try and find the time to do that in amongst trying to 
book shows and we'll just keep doing what we're doing, man. But like I said, I'm I'm definitely keen to do some collaborating or even if it's not Frankenbach, that's the other thing we're sort of tying up is like, you know, just doing some other stuff with dudes and calling it something else. I don't know. As long as we're in there writing something, we don't really give a shit what it might be. You know, it's just that creativity, I think. So Hutchie's, he's been pretty disillusioned by by the, by the industry and by bands in general and trying to get a group of dudes together who are all on the same page and and he's had a few horror stories in the last few years and to be honest he hasn't been on stage in 10 over 10 years oh wow so, so he's i think he's really really enjoyed sort of the camaraderie and be coming back into the fold here and just being a part of a group of dudes who actually do what they say and say what they do and and get on with it and, and have a great time doing it. You know, there's no bullshit. There's no, just no egos, no nothing. It's just you come to rehearsal and we all have a great time for a few hours. And I think he's really enjoyed that too. So, yeah, you know, like I think all of us who are creatives sort of feed off that kind of energy and you want that, right? You know, yeah, absolutely. no one in bullshit. And, and I think that's where the good, the good create creative, um, yeah, the, the good stuff comes from too, you know. So, who knows, man? <laughs> who knows what twenty twenty three will uh, throw at us? But um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, whichever way things go. Awesome, man. Well, uh, here's to the future. Well, it's, it's only a cup of water, but if this was a beer, here's to the future of uh, another twenty five years of Frankenbock. Right, uh, we are sitting here in twenty five years having having another conversation, mate. Yeah, it'd be me. I'll just be a skeleton. The, like, uh, the uh, room. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, Dan, hey, thanks for uh, joining us on the show again. We're going to have all the links down here. Uh, wish we could be at the show, but anyone who gets a chance, get your tickets now because it's going to be one fucking hell of a night, that's for sure. Uh, mate, yeah. take care, and uh, we will see you very soon, I hope. Cheers, man. Thank you for having me again. Appreciate it.